0: Who are you surrounding yourself with? Your friends, your family, just the environment that you're putting yourself in. If you look in that environment and you are the top dog or the big fish, as you mentioned, Nate, in that pond, I would challenge you that that's not really a pond. You're not in a circle. You're in a cage, Mm -hmm. right? And, And there's nowhere else to go from there. There's a reason why you know a shark, if a baby shark is literally just put in a tank from the day that it's born, it will never grow more than seven, eight, 10 inches. It'll never, that'll never, it'll never grow. It'll never outgrow that tank that it's actually in. But that same baby shark gets put in the ocean and it can grow up to eight, 10, 15 feet. Wow. Right. But it's all because it is a product of its environment. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, And deploy your God-given talents. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success by focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-mindsetted men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Now, we're traveling across the United States this summer to a city near you, and we want you to join us in creating the next wave of faith-based entrepreneurs ready to become the CEOs of their life. Visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today to speak to one of our team members about how you can level up in all areas of your life today. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council podcast. And man, let me tell you what, I am super pumped today for our guest. As you know, I'm Riley Meek. And today, we actually just wrapped up our leadership development day down here in Frisco, Texas. And we thought we'd take advantage of the time of when we can actually get a number of the King's Council members together here as a group, so I'm actually sitting here in my apartment. I guess for those that don't know, I have a, an apartment that I've rented here in Frisco now as our new headquarters uh, for the King's Council Tribe. We just got out of our Leadership Development Day, so I'm sitting here with three people that I've got to know a lot here over the last couple of months, and just love doing life with them. So I've got to my left, Doctor Dave. Him and his wife, Lindsay, are actually a uh, physical therapist out in San Diego. Sitting across from me here is Alexis. And Alexis lives Houston area, right, Alexis? Yeah. She really focuses on educating, empowering, and launching people into a healthy lifestyle. So we're going to wrap with her a little bit. And then to my right, none other than Mr. Nate Burkhalter. Former engineer, professional athlete. This dude was a seven-time ninja warrior, and he's now doing some speaking, some motivational speaking and coaching. We're gonna hear from him on. A, on a, I'm seeing this up right now, man. We're gonna hear from you on an episode in the future as well. So, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, Riley. Stop Thank you. I'm stopped right? Yeah, this is going to be great. So just so everybody understands what we've been doing over the last couple of days, if you know what the King's Council is all about, we do life together. We do our coaching calls Mondays and Thursdays virtually. And then every other month we get together for what we call our Upgrade Your Human Events, um, which was pretty epic yesterday. Mm-hmm. We we did like an Absolutely. obstacle warrior I guess ninja warrior course right Nate
1: Yeah Come I'd say like that Spartan racing ninja obstacle course
0: racing would be the term we go with Yeah it was we cr- went into it it was crazy and obviously we always do our Wim Hof breathing and cold plunging after mm-hmm. the fact if you saw any of that on on uh, social media and then today we as part of the five power pillars we always want to make sure that we can focus on not just the physical spiritual mental emotional but today was really on business building mm-hmm. we call it our leadership development days so we've spent the last was six, seven, eight hours. I think it's probably been diving into that. So we just chugged some caffeine, at least <laughs> I did. And we wanted to rip this episode for you guys. So I would love to get some feedback and we could just maybe even kind of go round the table here of like what your experience was maybe yesterday on Upgrade Your Human and then the Leadership Development Day. And if there's any maybe takeaways or anything like that. So Dr. D, you want to Give us a little recap of your experience here over the last couple of days.
2: Yeah, I would love to kick it off. So yesterday, the Upgrade Your Human, it was epic. Yeah, we had a unique experience, really just pushing pushing ourselves physically, but really the you know mental component of that for me specifically mm-hmm. is getting into some uncomfortable places that I don't put myself in the weight room, crawling a rope over a pond that we could very easily fall into and your grip <laughs> strengths mm-hmm. given out, but just seeing people rally around each other and give encouragement, give support in times like that. So cool in the community that can, you know, come around each other and and to see people that, you know, varying degrees of, of fitness for sure. And, and seeing people like Nate coach us up on, on techniques with his background and just his encouragement uh, was, was awesome to see Alexis just pushing herself out of her comfort zone. And I yeah. uh, just seeing people coming from all different areas and Ace and little Connor and, and some of the yeah. kids coming along with, and just hearing Just seeing from start of the day to end of the day, just mindset shift of a lot of like, I can't, I I can't do this. I don't want to try this. And then people see other people doing it and it encourages other people to be like, Hey, if they can do it, I can, I can Mm -hmm. try this too. And my tribe's not going to let me fall into the water. My tribe's not going to let me do this. So seeing people come out of their shelves and me specifically, I'm one of like one of the rope ones. And I think my fingers. Like ready to give way and there's water underneath me and, right. and junior being right there next to me being like, no man, and, and kind of coaching through it, but more so the encouragement mm-hmm. of getting out of that comfort zone that wouldn't normally be in. And we've done some of the other Wim Hof ones, the, the cold plunges, but those things always bring out a next level of spiritual connection, mm-hmm. mental, being able to, you know, calm ourselves in, in situations of stress, which is something so huge for what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis of having those strategies in place to be able to respond to life stressors and when things in relationships aren't good, when business stressors come in, to be able to have that strategy to be able to come back down from that. So the Upgrade Your Human was was awesome. I don't want to steal too much from you guys and uh, Leadership Development Day, always one of the days I look forward to the most just with the amount of tactical, practical stuff we can get from it. And again, it's the you know encouragement is the word I keep coming back to because it's uh it's more than just the practical side of business. That that stuff's huge and from you, Riley, and, and Scott and Steve and, and just everyone else in that room being able to give different their experiences and their knowledge, but again, encouragement, just speaking life into things that maybe we didn't know there was life into that and being able to have you guys speak life into our business that we didn't know was there and just pulling a, a new level of a potential, raising up that ceiling that maybe we thought our ceiling was X amount high and then just pushing that to a different mm-hmm. level and seeing how that's possible too and, and having that support system to be able to do that. So those are generally speaking, some of the some of the highlights I could, I could yeah, talk dude. all day on it,
0: but yeah, yeah no, at least that's- at the starting point. That's fantastic. And there's something to be said about just like what we did yesterday and that just kind of that collective suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really, again, for the upgrade your human, for those that, that know, it's we get together to uh, the tagline we use is to make savage our bodies, to civilize our mind. I love like that. It's, it's it, right? It's, it's epic. I, mm-hmm. That's that's Steve all that mm-hmm. created that. But that's the point. It's like pushing our bodies. You know, we talk about the five power pillars within becoming the CEO of your life. Mm-hmm. And if we can operate in excellence in every single one of those pillars, we can do extraordinary things in this life. But if even one is a little bit out of whack, we can feel it. We can just know that our marriage is is not what it should be or our physical fitness, like, hey, I'm carrying that extra 10 pounds of weight or, you know, I'm not sleeping well. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of that, you know, just to look at it from like a harmonious, like holistic approach, which is what I want to definitely hear your take on this, Alexis. Because you, I mean, you had a crazy experience with, in particular, the Wim Hof breathing, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And you, this is something that you've done a number of times. So, give us a little insight as to what you experienced yesterday. And yeah, she's nodding her head vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot;
3: words cannot express how incredible upgrade your human was. We we did start off with Wim Hof, and I've been practicing that daily. That's kind of part of my morning wake up mm-hmm. uh, routine. And doing it as a group is a whole nother level because as a group, we are all collectively bringing our hearts, bringing everything we've got. So when I got up, <laughs> I, was, I felt like I could run through a wall. I was just so full of so much passion and fire. I was invigorated. And I really was very, very impressed with the guy that you brought in. I don't remember his name.
0: That'd be Tyler. Tyler wasn't, which by the way was virtual. That's yeah, amazing. which we he was live in
1: San Diego, right?
0: Yeah, we yeah. had
3: our eyes closed. I wouldn't even know, wouldn't even know, I right? Mean, it
0: He's best phenomenal instructor,
1: Wim
3: Hof instructor yeah. Yes. ever. Yeah, so we all unlocked ourselves there. Yeah, and I definitely unlocked myself in that moment, and that's a big part of this upgrade your human event. Yeah,
0: sure. I'm curious because we get a little bit of uh feedback on this, and I'll any of you fill in the, a doctor's perspective, but also just from a a spiritual component because I've looked up, I mean, it it took us a minute to find Tyler. Well, Mm. you know, when we relocated here, why we did virtually is we've been searching for like a a specific Wim Hof instructor that would share the vision that we have, Mm -hmm. not only like what it does physiologically for our bodies, mentally, emotionally, but spiritually, there's a component there as well. So, what would you guys, this is totally, I'm just curious. That's really why I do these podcasts. It's just to find out what yeah. other people think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what is, what's your guys' take or thought process on maybe Christians or people that, that you know, would tout themselves as believers in a, a higher power, we'll call it. But how that experience with Wim Hof Breathing and just push, pushing our bodies to, you know, the power of the breath that we we have and how that relates to just Christianity or spirituality, Um, I'm just curious what you guys would suggest or take on that.
3: Well, it says in the scripture that God breathed life into us, right? So we all have God's breath in us. And what we're learning is how to optimize the way that we breathe. And so I feel as though as we did that as a group, spiritually, we were letting in more of God into us. Mm -hmm. And strengthening our ability to receive the breath of God, that life force that was originally, you know, was given to Adam. So I see a huge connection between breath. And he he talks a lot about how it creates longevity and health. And it's such an important key factor. I see that link in scripture. So I'm not surprised.
0: Right. Oh, that's fantastic, Alexis. You know what? I wouldn't be opposed to having you getting certified and being the King's Council I've already had that on
3: my list. Oh, perfect. Already See, on my we're, list. Just,
0: so, we're just casting vision. I've said you're doing the podcast next week and Alexis is gonna be the next Wim Hof instructor for us. So bring it in. Perfect. You know,
1: my thought on your question is tying it in spiritually. I grew up in a religious environment and I, I experienced a lot of discipline and moral coaching of sorts, but I never experienced the presence of God At an earlier part of my life a story of my life i kind of went adrift from that in college and then began pursuing a career and found some success but then didn't find purpose or a deeper meaning to life and i realized i'm just giving away a lot of my time and i'm making more money but it's not impactful in the way that i feel stirring in my spirit there has to be more so i started asking this question like god if you're real what does it look like to show yourself to me how does the bible come alive and i started claiming certain scriptures as truth, but I had a spiritual experience at this time in my life, about eight years ago, and I felt the presence of God hit me in a physical way that I'd I'd only heard people share and talk about. And it it impacted me in such a way that it it, I felt like it changed the trajectory of how I lived and believed in God's presence and what he he had activated in me. And until I did Wim Hof in this group two months ago at, at our Upgrade Your Human event, I hadn't experienced that same presence of God feeling until that point. And I've had a lot of emotional and very intellectual experiences with God through this eight year journey. But that was the first time in eight years I felt this incredibly almost drug like high euphoria of tapping into your breath. And so without any chemical alterations, without anything else external, we're learning to breathe in a deeper way. And it was extremely spiritual for me. So I've seen visions in these times. I'm weeping at different times. Like God's downloading things into my spirit. And I had a lot of affirmations just like wash over me in ways that I, I felt, not only kind of believed in my mind. And I have done Wim Hof training before. I lived in Norway for a bit and I, I prepped because I was thinking, I'm going to go do some of these ice challenges where I'm diving into the ice or I'm swimming. And, I'm, and as an athlete, I was trying to continue to upgrade not only my body, but my mind. But something was different about doing it in this environment. And I would tie it into the spiritual component that we tap into and believe in. We are united in our belief and we're all getting together as a group and there's power. Yes. Mm-hmm. Biblically, there's power in us yeah. being united together. And there was an environment that was created. And then Tyler did an incredible job of leading and orchestrating that. And he wasn't there present with us in person, but he was with us in spirit because he's also been there in person in the past events. And he was dialing in and still facilitating that. And it created an experience, just like Alexa said, she's never had that before on her own when she's been doing this. And the same for the cold therapy that we did and even the obstacle course racing that we did. We're learning to be uncomfortable, but unite as a team and put ourselves in a new situation that really unlocks something in us that we didn't recognize mm-hmm. was there. Physically, emotionally releasing things, but especially spiritually, because it's gotta be tying back to the breath of God in us. And that's what's awakening our spirit because it's cleansing out some of these things where we, we aren't able to literally breathe deep and release. And so it was, it's been a spiritual experience for me, whereas I was
0: pursuing Wim Hof to unlock more of my physical potential or maybe my mental right. potential. It all came together. Yeah, man. that Dude, that's a great explanation from both of you guys. And I think just to the component you said of like collectively do, doing that together, one of the things, if you guys remember Jonathan Tennyson, when he was sitting in the cold tub yesterday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know he's like a minute into it, which like the first minute is freaking <laughs> sucks. It's <That's> the worst. <laughs> right? <That'd> be, <laughs> that was the worst one I've ever experienced yesterday. That, that was, was hard. That was brutal.
1: But, oh, we how, need, ma- how many pounds of ice? dude like 1500 i think 1500 pounds yep. of ice i mean
0: yeah. crazy. you see
3: steve weatherford shivering you know it's cold right
0: <laughs> yeah that was so funny when i when i first got in and it, you know it takes your breath away right mm-hmm. away for those that haven't done it it's like that first you know 5 to 10 breaths to get gather your breath is like so important but i looked across at me with the uh, christian our spiritual advisor was sitting right across <laughs> and the look on his face just Cracked me up, which then ultimately I couldn't catch my breath. Uh, and it was like, uh, <laughs> uh, but it, but prior to that, Jonathan uh, Tennyson got in, and what just touched my heart. What one thing he said was, "I just want everybody to know that I, if I would not do this without you guys, yeah, yeah. And so it is just being able to come together, do life together, yeah. you know. But pushing our bodies, ultimately, our you know emotionally, the mental component as well to just the not even the limits, but to really to break through yeah. or to take off the lid that we yeah. just put on our own lives. Right. We don't we have no idea what the potential that God has given us. Right. And this just helps to un- unpack that or unveil that. And we're able to do that as a group and then ultimately come together and and you know share in those experiences and mm-hmm. and, and the joyfulness of it. But also then to keep each other accountable. Yeah. Right. To know like, you know, to partly what we did today was casting vision. We do this theme called the Nehemiah approach to it where like every 26 days, you know, every 30 days, essentially for us coming together, we basically unpack or revisit the vision that we cast mm-hmm. 30 days prior and why we, why we do this every single week in person or excuse me, every single month in person, or if you're not able to attend in person, we're zooming in is because we want to hold each other accountable to the vision that we cast or set out 30 days prior, and then at the end today, what do we do? We went around the entire room and, re- and recast that vision. I know, mm-hmm. Doctor D, you've been a part of this for really since the beginning. So this would have been uh, what month is it? April now. Is this is mm-hmm. the number Fourth? four yeah. that you've done this. So unpack that for us a little bit on what that, how that's helped you kind of level up just from an accountability standpoint, knowing that you're going to come into the the room again, and you know you you have to uh, either Hmm. be honest with yourself, right? Number 1 and be honest with the rest of the group. Like did I hit those measurements or did I hit the mark that I was looking for or did I not? But also just the ability to to be honest and real. And if you didn't, okay, why not? Why how can we, you know, help you achieve those those goals for the next go around, the next month when we're recasting that vision.
2: Yeah, it's huge and having I mean accountability, I think we know in in any area of life is going to you know, bring bring more out of us than we can get on our own. Even if we're naturally accountable people, which I would consider myself naturally accountable. That's in something in my contract, something I hold myself to. But there's a different level when, again, we're around community and people are also standing in agreement and uh, holding that that same expectation for you. And there's the the group accountability. That's a big piece of that. Of knowing that I'm not just going to let myself down if I don't do it, mm-hmm. and let our family down, let our vision down. Some of those other things that Come in. We don't take action, but there's, you know, in our room today, thirty other people that are also not not expecting me. Their lives aren't going to necessarily change if I don't do what I'm going to do. But there are people that want we want to see each other succeed, and mm-hmm. we want to see people come back and be like, yeah, I crushed every one of those things, and mm-hmm. be able to celebrate with each other. Because when we stack that month to month, four months in now, and then eventually, you know, year at the end of 21, and we, what are we cheers into that that we right. accomplish, and that happens through these these little sprints, instead of just having this overwhelming thing of, Hey, this is what we want to do in 21, which we have big visions and big dreams, but that's overwhelming. If we leave it at start from January and say, okay, that's December. There's a lot we have to do by then, but it's you guys and the rest of the group being able to break this down into manageable sprints of, Hey, yes, we know this is where you're going, but in the next 30 days, this is what, what's going to help you get there. So it's not just the group accountability, but it's also the, Uh, clarity for me, because accountability is less of the issue for me as much as clarity is of, okay, I have 30 things I could be working on, but let's get clear on, say, what three things are, what you know, mm-hmm. max five things are that we can, we can bite off and, and chew. And then, uh, people are going to challenge you though, if they, if they think you can do more and that's, that's the coolest thing is to see people being like, Hey, you're already doing that. I, I think you have, you have more in the tank. So I think all those things factor into the, the real power of being able to, to do that and come back and I have the accountability side, but also the,
0: the support and the clarity and, and some of the other areas too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. What, one of the things that I love about these days is is the excitement really of, of coming into it because you live in San Diego, you guys live in Houston, you know, I'm in Minnesota majority of the time, but to be able to come together in person or whether it's in Zoom, I guess is one thing, but it's like we have a specific purpose for this day. And part of the day is to break out in these kind of, we call them breakout sessions where we can mastermind and we put a time limit on it of, you know, share with us what you're looking to get out of it. That way those in the group can collectively either poke holes in it provide feedback, make suggestions, make connections. I know a number of connections were able to take place over the you know the last few months that we've been able to do this. But Alexis, I'm curious, cause this was your first That's actual leadership day. What, what were your expectations coming into this? And what do you, I mean, after a full day of it, I know it was like drinking through a fire hose kind of, but what, do you, what what's hmm. your thought process? Do you feel like you have some strategy or some takeaways that you can apply? into your business, moving Absolutely. forward.
3: Absolutely, yeah, I mean, I came right off of Upgrade, You're Human, right. and I had just, my heart was open because of the spiritual experience we had, so I was just so in the place to receive feedback, to be given some tactical strategies on how I can serve better, serve people better. So really, the, the breakout that I was in, we were talking about our stories, you know, like people connect to stories and learning how to tell your story really well and connect with people. Because at the end of the day, it's, we're all about connecting with people. We're all about being relational with one another. That's, that's the main thing, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not meant to do life alone. And so as an entrepreneur, you know, I can try to do everything on my own and, and I may have great success at that. But there's something to be said about locking your arms with brothers and sisters who have the same mindset as you, yeah. who want to see you win, and to be able to just be that other, that give that feedback and ha- be the the person that's looking in at your business and giving you strategies. And I I walked away with a lot of things that that I'm going to be accountable for for the next 30 days. And I do that on my own. I'm naturally hold myself accountable, but I'm to the next level. I mean, I had junior shouting out and be like, no, I think you can do more. How about <laughs> you do this? So but everyone here really cares. Everyone's heart for one another is huge. The coaches, the whole, the whole leadership team, they care. So when you know you have that kind of support, you go so much further.
0: Yeah, you do. I mean, we always we have the saying obviously within the King's Council, if you want to go Fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, it's it's go together. And one of the the phrases that our very own Scott Thomas always says: you know, you can't see, can't read the label from from inside the bottle, mm. right? And it takes that ability to see different perspectives of things. And a lot of that is, you know, who you're surrounding yourself with, right? And that's that's this kind of tribe mentality within the King's Council. But Nate, I know you've been an engineer by trade, man. So like corporate America, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you're, you've you transitioned into this kind of entrepreneurship role of building your own business. Obviously, professional athlete is uh, incredible discipline and accountability that takes. But how would you relate like what we've done over the last two days to uh, being a professional athlete, but also just to the everyday Dude or or woman that's listening to this that's like man this is this seems cool but I'm not a professional athlete I'm mm-hmm. not a you know a Steve Weatherford right But it's how it. can this apply to my life yeah that's a great question that I was already
1: thinking as far as an answer for that before you said it so I think Sweet, we're synced up right now is that why you
0: wrote that on the paper right there not just kidding <laughs> <laughs> was that the note to you <laughs> talk about this next <laughs> I didn't we're, that, we're so. videoing this so that's not true guys so. <laughs> <laughs> making jokes here you know. The Upgrade Your
1: Human event, I was kind of laughing as we talked about some of the things we went through yesterday. That was more in my skill set with obstacle course racing and yeah. some of the things I've trained myself. Now I recognize it as more professionally, but at the same time, I'm an average Joe in certain ways, and, and I laugh because who did we have join us yesterday for the ice baths? We had several women that aren't in our King's Council essentially. Well, right, they are and they aren't. Yeah, yeah. They are by proxy or by default to yep. my knowledge, and then we have- several kids. I guess they're almost in their teens. And then we had the people who've chosen to be here on the outside way. People of all different backgrounds, mm-hmm. both in the athletic realm. We do have some high-end athletes. Steve obviously is is one of those high-profile athletes. Mm-hmm. But then we have people who who don't really train as an athlete, who would consider themselves your everyday average person, or some who probably steer away from that. Right. And I, yesterday I saw Alexis, who wouldn't consider herself an athlete it has been working and making yourself uncomfortable in places and pushing forward and then being willing to do it in, in a more public realm. But this is such an intimate environment where it's not so hard to f- quote unquote fail because mm-hmm. you're comfortable knowing that your teammates here are beside you and we're pushing each other forward. Now it's not always uncomfortable environment for me because I'm stepping into a new realm where I'm not really an entrepreneur. I'm in training for that, but I've, I'm coming from a corporate background that I learned to succeed in, but also feel safe in. And the hardest thing to walk out of is, your sense of safety and almost identity. And I felt a stirring in me that there's more to my life and my time and to have the freedom to be able to arrange a life where that I can do what I feel called to and passionate about. But I feel this sense of both identity and what I've done in the past, but also this golden handcuffs of sorts of, of having success in one realm. And also being locked into that of like, I have a structure here for me and I have accountability to my managers and my leadership team and walking away from that and being in a little bit of a floating space. Yes, I'm very disciplined and I've, I've built that up intentionally, but also in this entrepreneurial realm, like I don't have experience there. I didn't really have a lot of belief in myself either. And one thing I recognized when I saw the King's Council forming is I need accountability I need structure. I need ideas. I need insight. And I've, I've never paid for coaching before. I've always been a, a semi-jack of all trades where I can kind of figure it out. But realizing, yes, you if you're capable, you can do most things on your own, but they're not going to be effective. Most of the time, it'll be a waste of your time where you're not maximizing where you do well in life as far as income or influence. And so I sensed even though I would just gotten out of a big win and quit my corporate job, got on this new TV show that came out of nowhere, ended up winning that and financially had a a bigger runway to figure some new things out that I wanted to step into. But I also was a little uncertain of what my life's going to look like. And I knew I was getting stuck in certain ways and I knew I needed accountability to people that I looked up to. I'd become the biggest fish in my pond of sorts Mm -hmm. and people weren't trying to do what I was doing. So they're thinking, yeah, you're good, bro. And I'm like, no, I, I need to 10x my life, 100x my life. And getting in this environment, especially for the leadership development day, has been one of the most activating and powerful things. Where I'm, this is my third one, and I, I can already see my mind how different it is from two months ago and one month ago, just by the the wisdom and the insight of this group collectively, and what you've spoken into my life, and also me being able to speak in other people's lives, and not realizing, oh, I've got things inside of me that can activate others. Yeah. And so, it's unlocked me in so many ways. But back to that original point, I'm seeing people like Ashley mm-hmm. get into this ice bath yesterday. And, and it, was,
2: ooh, yeah.
1: ooh, it was hella cold yesterday. So, <laughs> people listening are thinking, not no, but hell no, I'm not getting into right. an ice bath. Why would I do that? I'm not a an elite athlete. But people being willing to be placed in that trusting. That, hey, we as a group and you as part of the leadership team know that this is something that's going to help you unlock other pieces of your life. It's not just about accomplishing a certain physical feat. And by doing that, I I just was amazed at seeing Ashley, your wife, for everyone that doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. (laughs) And so she jumped into this and I could tell that this isn't her mindset and training and desire to be put in that kind of an uncomfortable environment, but she'd seen enough other people who were similar to her that weren't like me as an athlete. And she's like, okay, they did it. They're willing to. And she got in and she bailed out. Yeah. And that's okay. Everyone was cool with it. But then later she's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back into this. She got back yeah. in. And she got back in and was willing to to face it. And I think it unlocked something in her, like that belief, wow, I can do this. Now, let's tie it back to me. When I get in on the next round, I was in panic mode. That was cold for me. And I'd been training in some of this. And I'm thinking, I I need to bail out of here. I can't do this. But then Jonathan said that quote. I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys or I couldn't handle this. And I'm also thinking to myself, Alexis and Ashley just did this the first round. Don't you get out of this tub. You stir your butt in this thing. And I'm sitting there like, (laughs) and I remembered, okay, it's not about muscling your way through these situations. Lean on the people around you and also remember the coaching piece. So I start thinking about what they're telling me and Scott's walking around and giving us reminders about breathing. And I saw him like help, help coach Alexis as she's getting into a panic mode. And when you tap back, uh, when I tapped back into those things, I went for eight minutes in this ice and yeah. I've never done more than four, four and a half, and it was colder than I've ever been in. And it was it unlocked something in me where I actually started hitting my limit, where in past events it wasn't touching my limit. So I was just chill. You know, I'm I'm sitting here like splashing around and high fiving everyone <laughs> and other people are in panic mode. But this time it was like, oh man, oh this this is whew, this is this is rough. But I, I find myself bumping into limitations and then realizing we can still break through them. But I can't do it alone, and it's not about muscling your way through everything. It's relying on those people who are with you and speaking into you. And that's what this week has been in summation for me, but also it connects to anyone that's listening that doesn't feel like, oh, I'm not not Riley, I'm not Steve, I'm not Nate. Pick your area where you feel like you're out of your comfort zone and realize that all of us are stepping into those things. Because I'm in that area now in this entrepreneurial space, and I'm okay with that because I have people that are walking with me and saying, we got you, bro. My... My success is your success. Your success is my success. Yeah. And that's what you guys live. And I've seen you live in your life and things you do and where you put your, your money and where you put your time. And so it's incredible because it's unlocking the three of us sitting here. And I think there's many people that are listening going, how would that apply to my life? Like right. every situation is unique, but all of us have the same similar piece of where we can be unlocked in new ways. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. I, I'd like to add on to that. We are body, spirit, and soul. What's going on with our body impacts our soul. What's going on with our soul impacts our body and our spirit. It's all connected, okay? When you take this challenge of the upgrade your are human or even the leadership development day, every gain that you make in one area is impacting the other area. So for me, you know, I was one of the few women there, definitely intimidated, tons of men here with lots of muscles, lots of strength. And... I went on these obstacle challenges, and I knew I couldn't you know, necessarily go as hard as the guys, but I wasn't gonna disqualify myself, and I, I went on those courses, and I put my all into it, but really what happened was, my, mind, my, my, my mindset actually shifted in these experiences. Mm-hmm. So I walked away with a, I had upgraded my mind, so that when I the next day when I go into leadership and I'm talking about my business and I'm talking about the struggles that I have as an entrepreneur, I go back to that, those physical challenges and I think I remember when I was hanging over that pond, didn't want to fall in the disgusting muddy water. And I just keep thinking, okay. This entrepreneur, entrepreneur, that's a hard word. (laughs) This business challenge. There we go. (laughs) This business challenge is just like that physical obstacle. Mm -hmm. And so we're learning about grit right now as a community. Mm -hmm. And I had my coach, I had Steve Weatherford there saying, Grit, Alexis, this is how we develop grit. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to give up on that obstacle because I knew I was breaking through mentally and that was going to help me upgrade myself in my business because my mind shifted, but also physically we all walked away like, wow, maybe I need to get in better shape or, you know, I need to work more on my body. I actually was kind of impressed with what I did physically. (laughs) I didn't know that I could push myself that hard. So I think a lot of the guys walked away and said, no, now I'm really committed to losing that extra weight. I'm really committed to doing more workouts. So it's that, that check-in point, Mm -hmm. but man, we are like this tribe, this community, this pack of of people that are getting stronger together.
0: Yeah, that's that's so dead mm. on. And you absolutely crushed yesterday, Alexis. Yes. So I go back to, you know, one of the teachings that we've learned about in the last couple of months is this concept of trying versus training. Mm. You know, and in First Timothy, it's like when when Paul is speaking to Timothy, and it's that we are we are to train ourselves up. And so That comes back to a lot of the language patterns that we have, the champion language. Again, back to the themes, as Alexis mentioned, so you guys know, our our theme this month is grit and and mental toughness. And that's why you hear us probably talking a lot about mindset, because a lot of what we do, decide to do or decide not to do is based upon our commitments, right? And this philosophy of training versus trying. Because when we're trying, we're only going to go as far as we feel like it. Mm-hmm. But when we're in training, we're making our decisions based upon our commitments. And I know all of us yesterday were committed to finishing that obstacle course, right? And prior to the day, we we wrote down the, the a burden that we were looking to cast into the fire that we were leaving that place with, which I think just symbolically was so great. Like we were able to bear each other's burdens mm-hmm. collectively as a group and then walk out of there with great accomplishments, but then also just that that tribe mentality, as you guys had mentioned.
2: Yeah. And the the main thing to add to, to both you guys, Alexis and Nate, as you guys were talking, I, I just keep circling on my, my notes here, perceived limits. Because Nate, you had mentioned, I reached my limit on in the ice bath and that was colder than I'd done. I, I reached that limit I wanted to get out. Alexis, you mentioned physical limitations of like, I can't hang with these guys or I can't do those things, but they're not true limits. They're limits that we've we've placed in ourselves, these right. perceived limits we have, but what can unlock that is being around other people. Because I ran into this with our first, the, the CEO, CEO event I went to in, in San Diego when I first got connected with you guys and, and signed up. And we had to do this uh, the self-assessment of it's just a simple one to 10 scale of how we're doing in these different areas of our life with physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, or business. And come in as someone who's in, it's, it's my wife and I in business. So there's a you know, we don't necessarily have as much to compare to. So I'm filling out this assessment. It's like, you know, like nine physical and like maybe eight on all the other things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Financial business, we can remove a little bit, like maybe six. And then, but you get in a room with these other people and in a good way, like a very humbling way. I, we assume we're doing much better than we are. And we don't know that until we get around some of these other people. Right. So I all of a sudden slid all my numbers about three notches to the <laughs> the left, the the closer to the the one side. And, and I don't, and I don't say that from anything other than, than saying that it's, it's humbling because you get around people and you're like, man, that, like that person physically, like, yeah, I, I strive for that. And this person, like spiritually, I, I thought I was here, but mm-hmm. this person's on a whole different level and I thought mm-hmm. my business was doing pretty good, but around, around these different people, it brings out these new limits that, that we didn't know we had gets out of our comfort zone. And, and these places that we you know thought, okay, this is my ceiling. Same thing I was talking about earlier in all these areas, we have a much higher ceiling than we think. And that doesn't get unlocked until you're around the right people that value the same things and are, uh, you
1: know, striving for the same improvement across, across all these areas. Yeah. From that's the, so good. Doctor. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking to highlight what you're saying there on the confidence piece. Sometimes if we do become that biggest fish, bigger fish in the pond, we feel like, well, I'm doing really well. And you don't necessarily live a comparison lifestyle, but you're like, "I'm, I'm pretty good in this area. And coming here does awaken you to realize, oh, I'm still called to continue to grow. But on the flip side, other people may find themselves in a very unconfident space and feeling like I don't really have the gifts or the ability to really grow in my life. So you've gotten to a place where you've worked hard and you've built up, you and your wife have built something up well but you then realize, okay, there's more room to grow because I have these great examples. Now, I tend to come in from the other side of lacking confidence, both in myself and in what God's done in my life. And I get the flip side of being in this group, which is also the activation and the speaking into and the calling higher from a good way of, oh, no, you have so much more and you can do so much more and you may be doing well, but you're playing it too safe. And there's more room to grow. So it comes from both sides, right? It's like, it's finding that balance. Mm -hmm. And so you're finding the balance of like that, that reawakening of, oh, don't get too confident. Or even we had someone yesterday sharing about, they used to be an incredible athlete and and thought they were still doing pretty well. And then being put in this group of, oh, wait, I've, I've kind of let myself slip and go in this area. I've focused on business and family, but I've let my health go to some degree. And that person got that awakening of like, oh, there's there's so much more. And now I'm realizing I'm not as good as I thought I was. That's a good activation for me to get back into it. Yeah. So it's like you get both sides here from the success, but that success doesn't come from, from a comparison place. It comes from, I have a heart to help you. and How can I help
0: you? And, and even when I didn't know how I needed help, I yeah. was getting it or yeah. activated. That's good, man. Gosh, this is so good, guys. I feel like I could go on forever with you, but... I want to put a bow on this thing and you guys have all kind of hit on this, but what I've really gathered is like, we talk about the product, the sum total of, you know, the five people that you surround yourself Mm -hmm. with. And I'm honored to be sitting here and being a part of that group with you guys. But for those that, you know, question that, or if you look in your tribe right now, your tribe meaning who are you surrounding yourself with, your friends, your family, just the environment that you're putting yourself in. If you look in that environment and you are the top dog or the big fish, as you mentioned, Nate in that pond, I would challenge you that that's not really a pond. You're not in a circle, you're in a cage, mm-hmm. right? And, and there's nowhere else to go from there. There's a reason why, you know, a shark, if a baby shark is literally just put in a tank from the day that it's born, it will never grow more than seven, eight, 10 inches. It'll never, that will wow. never, it'll never grow. It'll never outgrow that tank that it's actually in. But that same baby shark gets put in the ocean and it can grow up to eight, 10, 15 feet, wow. right? But it's all because it is a product of its environment. And that's so, so important here. So mm-hmm. if anybody is listening and is curious, like uh, what is this, what, what's this King's Council thing? How do I be a part of that environment? Or I want to find some sweet bros or some amazing women to surround myself with. Do yourself a favor and text uh, King, K-I-N-G, to 727-472-3860 or check us out at kingscouncilcoaching.com. Dr. D, Alexis, Mr. Burkhalter, it was a pleasure. I love you guys, let's go get some dinner. Yes. Likewise, likewise, my friends, thank you yeah. for having us Thanks on. for having us on, Absolutely. man, we had a, had a blast and good chatting up as always. Yeah, we'll talk soon, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council, and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram, at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.